Happy Thursday, friends. Wow. We are here again on Thursday, finding our way to hang out together. This is Jill, and you're listening to K9360 on KZUM, talking dogs and uh, all things, concentric circles that surround us, uh, family, neighborhood, community, and increasingly public spaces that we never imagined dogs would be welcome in, but uh, now they are. So if you were with us last week, uh, you know that we are digging into um, a, a topic that lots of people get very exercised about, as my grandfather might have said, suggesting that getting exercised about something was to get pretty energetic, passionate, opinionated, Uh, And that particular topic this time around is food, right? What do you feed your dog? I get that question a lot um, as a trainer from clients or friends or even family members. And uh, I do my best to provide recent best information as I know it. constantly circling around back to the fact that dogs are not people. And because they're not people, because dogs are not us, they have their own metabolic and nutritional needs. And so it's important to be mindful of that um, and not project onto them some ideas about what they need or what they don't need uh, based on our inclinations to follow dietary fads, which we're going to get into here in just a minute. Um, that's a difficult thing. Food means love. Food means nurturing. Food means care, right? And I often flash back to when I first moved here to Lincoln in the early 1990s. And my veterinarian at the time was Fran Savage. May she rest in peace. Uh, I knew Fran from going to the dog show where she exhibited Britney's with her sons and um, walking into the clinic where she was working at the time, right around the time of her death, actually. Um, And as I was waiting in the reception area, I could hear Fran in her energetic, passionate, committed voice telling a client Mrs. Smith, you are killing your cat. And the owner kept insisting on how much the cat just loved these wildly unhealthy human snacks. Sugary, processed, not good for cats who are obligate carnivores. And the cat was morbidly obese and the obesity of course was hastening the cat's demise and Fran just kept saying you are killing your cat and it was as if the owner couldn't hear that or couldn't square the circle of her feelings of love expressed through excess food and the way in which she was shaving years off the cat, the object 
of her great love and affection. We are curious species, aren't we humans? All right, let's take a look at how we got here. How did we get here with this food thing? Uh, If you were here with me last week, you heard me mention that um, the New York Times had a story, couple, April 20th, about the increasing number of restaurants across the country that offer separate menus for dogs. Dog menus have become the new version of children's menus at some restaurants. And by way of extending the metaphor, the Times says pet parents ugh, can now order their dog a steak or Alaskan salmon with steamed rice, which the dog can wash down with a non-alcoholic beer made of pork broth or a bowl of what's labeled as dog parignon made with wild-caught salmon oil. The story further suggested that other restaurants have gone even a step further, catering exclusively to dogs from custom canine birthday cakes to food trucks serving chicken nuggets and burgers. Um, Some of these restaurants have a fine dining tasting menu that will run you $75 a dog. Uh, Apparently that price is justified, rationalized, uh, or an extension of uh, professional services provided by chefs who train at the Cordon Bleu, right? Uh, It's also an extension of the fact that the American Pet Products Association in a survey done in 2021-22 found dogs in 65.1 million U.S. households, sales of pet products and services, I guess, have risen by $46 billion since 2018, and the American Pet Products Association predicts they will reach $143.6 billion in sales this year. So how did we get here? What is this feeding pets like people thing all about? In the New York Times story, it was a lot about sharing experiences. Um, I get that, right? But it seems to be ignoring or perhaps even indifferent to a a dog's actual nutritional and metabolic needs. Um, So let's, how did we get here? I suggested at the end of last week's program, there were a couple of books you could check out, uh, or one book in particular, um, Pet Food Politics, the... Chihuahua in the Coal Mine by Marion Nessel, which is a nice overview of what happened after the faithful readers of the Pet Connection blog came together in a grassroots effort to reveal um, tainted pet food, tainted kibble, actually it was a rice um, with melanin in it, causing pet deaths, dogs and cats around the country. Um, And now there are websites that you can look at, Facebook pages, um, social media sites that will let you know what dog foods and dog treats are on recall lists due to problems that have been 
detected. So let's let's uh, rely on the New York Times here for a minute and go back to February 2022 article by Apiria Krishna uh, in the New York Times. The headline says the diet worked for them and now their pets are on it. Do I sound ominous? All right, let's see what the Times tells us and then we'll extrapolate from there. Um, Paleo, vegan, gluten-free, pet owners are putting their animals on human regimens and fueling a huge pet wellness industry. But there are a fair number, majority of health experts who are concerned about this. So we are told in the story that Carl Malone starts his day with a breakfast that includes ashwagandha root and psyllium husk powder, psyllium husk powder. His dinner is always seasoned with ground turmeric and then he takes his joint supplements. He goes on two brisk walks daily and avoids restaurant food as his doctor recommended he lose weight. Carl Malone is a dog. He is an 11-year-old Sandy Brown Australian Shepherd mix. Darshna Shah, Mr. Malone's owner, believes that this wellness regimen, which is a blend of advice from her friends, her veterinarian, pet newsletters, and nutritional remedies her family grew up with in India, has greatly improved her dog's health. Ms. Shah, 64, She's a former insurance executive who lives in Cerritos, California, and she used to think that as long as her pets were housed and well-fed, they would be fine. But the increasing focus on wellness, particularly among younger people, has persuaded her that she might need to do more. She's quoted, their quality of life depends on their health. Fair enough. I'm going to insert here and ask you to think about the role that genetics plays in canine health because I want to come back to that a little bit later. So the New York Times story tells us that the rate of pet adoptions in the United States spurred by the pandemic skyrocketed in 2021 to a six-year high while human birth rates have steadily declined. As a generation of young adults reimagines what parenthood can look like Pet owners are devoting considerable thought and money to what their dogs, cats, hamsters, goldfish, and other domesticated animals eat. For many owners, the answer is customizing their pets' diets to match their own eating habits. And we're given a picture here of Ms. Shah feeding um, psyllium husk powder to her dog, Carl Malone, ostensibly to aid with his digestion. So, the New York Times tells us there are pets who are on raw food diets, gluten-free diets, grain-free diets, vegan and vegetarian diets. There are pets that munch on treats flavored like a turmeric latte or made with CBD. Pets that never skip a probiotic or a vitamin C supplement. Some owners whip up special menus at home while others shop for the growing number of products tailored tailored to these specific diets. There's Oscar, a terrier chihuahua mix living in Brooklyn, 
who is vegetarian just like his owner, Rupa. She's a public health policy specialist who feeds the dog store-bought vegetarian pet food. Quote, he is part of our family, she said, and it would be weird to me if one of my kids started eating meat. Oh, there's more. Last year, Jennifer Donald suspected that the wheat-filled kibble she fed to her Labrador retriever Moses was responsible for his digestive issues. Ms. Donald is 52. She has celiac disease and does not eat gluten. She recently adopted the same diet for Moses, feeding him wild-caught salmon, sweet potatoes, boiled eggs, coconut, and rice, the same ingredients she uses to make grain bowls for herself and her husband. It helped me to be more in tune with him, and it is helping me stay on track with my own illness, said Ms. Donald, who teaches criminal justice at the University of Maryland. That was an interesting paragraph to me because it was my understanding that um, rice is not part of a gluten-free diet. Um, And we want to say some more about that Mm. and what gluten-free commercially prepared pet foods have done to the health of dogs. Um, If you're sitting in front of your computer right now and you want to Google grain-free diet and dilated cardiac myopathy, especially in golden retrievers, uh, go take a look at what happened when we followed a fad for our pets. All right, there are no clear or simple rules for how to feed your pet. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has cautioned about certain animal diets and regulates how pet food is manufactured and labeled, but offers much vaguer guidance on ingredients. Veterinarians have differing opinions. Scientific research on pet health lags behind studies on humans. The internet is brimming with advice and misinformation. And it falls to us as owners to decide who to trust. The American Kennel Club, a registry for dogs, provides online educational materials and recommendations about diet, all vetted by its chief veterinary officer. So it dismays Brandy Hunter Munden, the organization's vice president of communication, to see people turn to fad diets that she says compose the same hazards for pets as for humans, but not for the same reasons. They perpetuate generalizations about health, promote regimens that aren't backed by research, and capitalize, pander, cater to people's anxieties about not doing enough for their animals. The market for what the pet food industry calls nutritious pet food and uh, is actually defined as higher priced products that claim to contain premium or nutritionally enhanced ingredients is expected to reach $17.9 billion by 2026, according to a report last year by Pet Insight. That's an independent analytics company. Pet wellness in general has become an even bigger industry and has spawned a subset of social media influencers and Facebook groups devoted to refining the diets of all kinds of domesticated animals. A Toronto chef named Sean McDonald, who prepares elaborate meals of primarily raw food for his chocolate Labrador hazelnut on his TikTok account, says, it's a flex to say my dog eats as well as a human. 
The intense focus on what pets eat is tied to the increased time that owners have spent at home with their pets during the pandemic when many of us humans became more mindful of our own health. Uh, and that's according to um, the AKC. But imposing a new lifestyle on a loved one can become fraught when the beneficiary isn't able to communicate or make their own decisions. Dogs will eat anything you put in front of them, but not necessarily what's in their best interest or their nutritional interest. And we get a picture of Ms. McDonald, Ms. Donald, who's preparing her own dinner with the same ingredients that she uses to feed Moses. In 1999, human and animal nutritionist Kimothy Schultz, 63, self-published a book on raw pet food called The Ultimate Diet, Natural Nutrition for Dogs and Cats. She had started feeding her pets that way after eliminating processed food from her own diet to alleviate health problems. The premise here is similar to the idea of the paleo diet that people should eat the way their ancestors did during the Stone Age. Oh boy. Okay, so we're going to talk about that later. Uh, Many readers found her recommendations too extreme. Veterinarians, she said, told her that pets couldn't survive on anything but canned or bagged food. How did dogs and cats thrive then for thousands and thousands of years, she wondered. The stuff in bags and cans hasn't been around all that long. The book has sold tens of thousands of copies and raw feeding, which includes vegetables, animal proteins, bones, and other cooked ingredients, has gone from fringe to trendy, even though numerous authorities have warned against it. In recent years, the Food and Drug Administrations, the Centers for Disease Control, the American Veterinary Medical Association, and the American Animal Hospital Association have denounced the diet as dangerous, citing the risk that some raw food may be contaminated with harmful bacteria. Wes Seiler, a writer in Bozeman, Montana, said the diet outlined by Ms. Schultz transformed the health of his dogs, Wiley, Bowie, and Teddy. For almost four years, he has fed them a raw, oh, raw chicken drumsticks, chicken liver, and salmon, and says their skin irritation has cleared up. Mr. Seiler's 41 considers kibble to be poison and likens it to fast food, which he says he has not eaten himself in more than 25 years. He knows that raw diets are controversial. And here's his quote. I have never, ever gotten a single death threat from any of my anti-NRA articles, he said. I probably get one death threat a week from people upset about my raw feeding article. Conversation about pet diets thrive online where many owners have grown sizable followings by posting videos of themselves feeding their pets. So then we've got a picture here of Luke Hangopian, who has a popular TikTok account where he shares videos of himself feeding his goldfish foods like boiled cucumber. He's 21. He has 3.6 million TikTok followers who watch him carefully feed his 45 or so goldfish frozen bloodworms, boiled spinach, boiled cucumber, ideas he picked up from talking to other fish owners online and from reading websites like WikiHow. <laughs> he also fields questions about fish diets, even though he admits he is not a medical expert. 
Notions of expertise in pet health foods are changing and embedded in many owners' interests in wellness is a growing distrust of veterinarians. Ms. Schultz, who wrote the Raw Diet book, said pet food companies heavily influence the profession by offering discounts on products to veterinarians and even owning veterinary hospitals. When her veterinarian was not supportive of a raw diet, a 21-year-old dog owner, Kyla, switched to a holistic veterinarian who was. Haley Tote started adding fresh foods like bone broth, beef short ribs, green beans, and kefir to her dog's diets after seeing a TikTok of someone listing the processed ingredients in pet food and reading about diets online. Some vets are very wary of raw or even homemade, she said. Veterinarians, in turn, become frustrated when more people are willing to believe social media posts than medical professionals. We're going to talk about the influence of the chat GPT later on. Anyway, uh, veterinarian San Luis Obispo, Obispo, California, says owners trust us enough to make recommendations about pets' health in the areas of your pet has a mass, we need to remove it and do a biopsy. But when we make recommendations about food, owners don't feel the same way. Dr. De La Cruz uh, acknowledged he receives a discount on pet food, but adds, I don't recommend that company to every client. Online misinformation about pet health is rampant and animals are suffering because of it. Raw meats can carry antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Homemade meals can lack essential nutrients. Vegetarian diets are not suitable for any cat because they are obligate carnivores and need animal protein, but they can be acceptable for dogs. What's especially unsettling to Dr. Leah Riley, a veterinarian in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn, is the increasingly common messaging from pet food companies that pets should eat as people do. She says pets have specific, different metabolic and dietary needs, different from those of humans, and they cannot detoxify and digest certain foods like onion and garlic in the same way that owners can. It's easy to make a big contrast between look at this fresh food you have to keep in the fridge and it's just like your meal kits versus this giant bag of extruded kibble. For example, the pet food company Nom Nom Now, which was bought in December by the global food manufacturer Mars, markets its product as human grade. And their uh, founder said you have to anchor it in something people understand. When I eat a salad versus fast food, I do feel better and healthier. So translating that to my pet, of course, makes sense. Mm. Except when it doesn't. Remember, remember Dr. Savage and her client. You're killing your cat, right? For all the pet owners who believe they've found the key to improving their animal's health with these diets, there are others who feel confused and frustrated by them. When Sham Muzamder, a New York City line cook, picked up his Jindo and Sheba mixed Lambrusco from an adoption agency, he was surprised to learn that the organization required him to feed the dog a raw diet. I don't have any scientific studies to show this is better, he said, but he's making it work for now. A woman who runs an animal care business in El Cerrito, California, said pet with wellness culture can feel not only classist, as many owners can, can afford to buy their animals fresh food and supplements, but also manipulative. The message is, she said, if you don't do this for the health of your pet, 
then you are not a good owner. And in that, just how it works, right? They are not us. They do not need to eat grain-free. Anyway, so this final quote from the New York Times story, uh, the, this owner wonders if the popular belief that pets are like family has actually been detrimental to animals by putting a human value lens on their food. She quote, she's quoted, it's not that I don't think pets should be treated and cared for like family. I do. But it is when we equate them to being human when they are not. Is that really what's best for them? And I love how she ends that, right? That is the question because as all the research that I know you can find if you are close to your computer, as it all documents that turn to gluten-free, yeah, that's uh, caused more harm than good. A lot more harm than good. And uh, it's one thing to feed ourselves based on what it is we know we might need for food is medicine, right? And I think the holistic veterinarians have that part right. But don't discount the role of genetics. I don't know how many times I can say the quality of your dog's genetics will also determine how your dog metabolizes the food that you feed them. And no amount of... um, Specialty cooking can make up for poor genetics. It's, it all goes together. And if we had a little more time, I could tell you some stories about that uh, from clients, from uh, my own experience, and from the amazing advice that I've received over the years from uh, a holistic veterinarian I trust a great deal. But we'll end here since we're almost out of time. Dogs aren't people. You can feed your dog what we used to call people food. No harm there. But do the research to make sure that what you're giving your dog is metabolically and nutritionally sound and that you're meeting canine nutritional requirements. Look up the relationship or the ratio of calcium to phosphorus and its importance in dog food and you'll get a sense of what I'm talking about, right? It's not enough just to scramble some eggs and throw them on some brown rice and put it in a bowl. There's a little bit more to it than that. And uh, if you're looking for a resource there, Monica Siegel in uh, Canine Kitchen is a great online resource. She's got a nice little book. Go take a look at her work uh, and stay away from that raw feeding because the salmonella thing is real. My holistic veterinarian says it's the three S's. Shrink wrap, styrofoam, and salmonella. And that's why we don't feed raw. All right. There's more. There's always more. But we'll save it for coming weeks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your listening ear. Thanks for following us over to our new Thursday afternoon slot. Stick around. There's always lots more coming here on KZUM, KZUM HD, the coolest radio station in the world. See you next week. <laughs>